0: Well, it's almost a week after the election. Where is New York City, New York State? Where is the country? And uh, with us today is uh, former Congressman uh, Peter uh, King. And uh, tell us what's going on.
1: Yeah, I tell you, election night this year was almost like a tale of two worlds for me. I was in Nassau County at the Nassau headquarters, and the votes were coming in. And there was a red wave. Uh, We took... Uh, two congressional seats: George Santos and uh, Anthony DeSantisito took two seats that the Democrats have held for over almost a quarter century. And then at the uh, we took three state senate seats for the Democrats, including Todd Kaminsky's old state. We won that by I think it was 13,000 votes. I mean, so it was a great. And overall, uh, Lee Zeldin carried Nassau County by over 50,000 votes. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a, a big uh, year. And also Suffolk County, Republicans did very well. But then. There's results coming in from New York City, and it's hard to believe that after all the crime that New Yorkers endured over the last two or three years under democratic progressive rule, that they would vote to uh, vote for Kathy Hochul, whose policies have kept that crime wave going, and whether it's bail reform or discovery that prosecutors have to make available to the you know, criminal defendants and, and the lawyers. It's just uh, beyond me why so many people would have voted the way they did, but they did. And, you know, you and I were discussing before, John, Lee Zeldin. By the way, he started off 3 million votes behind, and it looks as if he's narrowed it down to 300,000, which is a moral victory. But I'm sure Lee wanted more than a moral victory. But uh, 300,000 votes that he looks like he lost by, and you and I have discussed more than 300,000 New Yorkers have left to go to states like Florida. And if those people stayed here in New York, we may have won. Now, I'm not trying to oversimplify it. It's an example of how a state is changing so much. And yet a state like Florida, uh, under Ron DeSantis, uh, he only won four years ago by I think, less than half a point. This year he won by 19 points. It was a so
0: all, all the people that wanted a safe haven, the people that yeah, left I, New York that were scared of living in New York, went to Florida yeah. for being a safe
1: haven. they had to safe haven, and they got a governor who was really doing an excellent job. I mean, listen, I served with Ron DeSantis in Washington. I didn't know him that well when he was in Congress, but he was a very smart guy. And this is why I think, John, this is probably going to be controversial. Donald Trump was not the face of our party. We ran—every one of our candidates was supported as that candidate. We supported the individual candidate. We didn't make it uh, a pro-Trump or even anti-Biden campaign. It was— We had our candidates, it was an organization, they got out and they got the votes, and we won as big as we could in any red wave year. I think, unfortunately, nationwide, President Trump became the face of the party, and people, I think they felt they've had enough. They've had enough of Biden not being competent, they've had enough of Donald Trump saying crazy things, and they got detoured, and we lost our message. We should have been focused on Biden's policies, what Republicans were going to do. And not having Donald Trump giving 90-minute speeches the night before the election or attacking the Senate Republican leader the week before the election or uh, showing up in all these states talking about himself, it should have been all about the Republican message. And also a lot of the candidates that he pushed, the Senate candidates in the races, they lost.
0: Are you saying that Senate races that Trump supported uh, lost mostly last night uh, versus the ones that— Mitch McConnell, uh, the senator who's arguing with Donald Trump?
1: Yes, what I've seen, John, the McConnell candidates would have run much better than the Trump candidates. To take, say, like uh, New Hampshire, for instance, Georgia. I mean, we should have won Georgia easily. Instead, of we got Herschel Walker, was a nice guy, but not very much qualified. And he's going to be now probably in a runoff to determine who controls the uh, Senate. So, no, I think we, it's time to turn to someone like a Ron DeSantis, was able to articulate all of the policies that Trump did, but whether it's in you know, not being woke, not being progressive, being very pro-American, uh, standing with the police doing all of that, but not in a way that's going to antagonize everyone and not make it personal. It's going to be uh, somebody who can ably and articulately and be part of a new generation fighting for the principles we believe in. I think that the longer it's Donald Trump is the face of the party. It's always a fight. Every time he goes somewhere, he creates a fight with his own party.
0: Well, I'll give and you a number. Are, you, are we saying uh, you think? Do you think we're saying it? And I'm not saying. It. I'm just you know I'm trying to analyze this whole thing. Uh, that uh, if the Donald Trump is the face of the party, and at least eighty percent or ninety percent of the uh, of the party supports Donald Trump, it's not enough to get over the hump. Of defeating in the general
1: election. Donald Trump is the one candidate that drove Biden could defeat. And I know that Trump right now has the support of a lot of people in the party. I think the more people look at the results of this election and seeing how poorly the Trump candidates did and the, and the negative impact he had compared to someone like Ron DeSantis, who won by 19 points. I mean, Florida is not really a Republican state. I mean, look how close it was during, uh, you know, during the Bush years. That's a uh, state that, again, four years ago, Ron DeSantis won it by less than one point, but now he's won it by 19, 19 points. And, and, the and, former and governor.
0: I saw the acceptance speech that, uh, that he did, and he pointed out about education. He, talk, he talked right. about so many important things that the people uh, wanted to hear.
1: And yet last night when Donald Trump was congratulating different winners, he, didn't even, he did not mention Ron DeSantis' name. That's the kind of pettiness we have to get away from. And it's what's it's hurting our image as a party. We build up the listen, I supported Donald Trump as president. I thought he did an excellent job. But now it's, it's like it's a personality cult. If you're not for Trump, you're not a real Republican. And that scares off the moderate, independent, swing voters that we need to win. And, I, and that's why I keep coming back to Nassau County. Donald Trump was not the face of our party. Our candidates were. And they won races that had never been, had not been won in a quarter century, and yet you know other parts of the country, states like Virginia, and where well, we should have done much better than we did. We didn't. I don't think we knocked off any of the Democrats that we thought we would in California. What happened
0: in Upstate New York with uh, uh, with Zeldin?
1: I don't know because boy, if any if anyone in the state, as bad as New York City, is a crime. Upstate New York, their economy is horrible. And it's a lot of it's because there's no fracking allowed because of democratic policies. And yet, I mean, to me, they should have come out 80% and voted against Kathy Hochul and voted for, you know, for Lee Zeldin. And yet they didn't. And all I can think of is that many people, when they see, when they think Republican, they see Donald Trump, and they just feel we're going from one one problem to another. Uh, if, uh, if people were to focus on Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul, I think that, in fact, I'm confident Lee would have won. But when you have such a large character in the party, such as uh, uh, Donald Trump, he became the face of our party in too many places. In the places where he wasn't, you know, Republicans did well.
0: little bit of national uh, of politics, uh, uh, Congressman yeah. King. I saw Sarah Palin was big in Alaska. What happened there?
1: Yeah, I was a surprise. Uh, I mean, I was not following that race closely, but I know when, when they had, like, the first election in August, they had a special election where well, you can switch your, uh, your voting, you know, the bank choice, you know, whatever they call it up there, and she lost by, like, one you know, one point or two points. Now she lost by about 25 points. I don't know what happened up there. I don't know what that's about. I've met Sarah Powell and I've known her over the years. I think she would have been a good member of Congress, but maybe she was also too identified with the, uh, Trump wing of the party, and also President Trump created a split on there. He went after the Republican senator, Lisa Mikowski, because she had voted against him in, in the Senate, and uh, the party became divided again in Alaska because of President Trump. So I think, listen, we got to—I don't enjoy saying this, because he and I, I thought, had a very good relationship, but what's gone on over the last few months, and also how many times do people want to hear— that he's talking about you know, how he really won the election in 2000 and uh, 2020. That election's over. People don't want to keep hearing him talking about how the election was stolen, the election was robbed, and as a result of that, uh, we, uh, we don't focus on the real issues. Instead of talking about progressive education, how our kids are being brainwashed, we're talking about whether or not he lost votes in Arizona four years ago. We've got a minute left. Anything else you want to tell the uh, American people? Uh, yeah, I want to really congratulate Lee Zelling on, on running a great race. I mean, nobody thought he had a chance. Well, yeah, you and I did, but uh, public-wise, he was down by 17, 18 points. He ended up, uh, if he does lose, it's going to be by barely five points. The Democrats had to bring in every bit of heavy artillery from Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, President Biden, the vice president, everybody in to, uh, to, you know, to stop the surge that Lee had started. So he... To me, he has a great future in politics. We owe him a lot. I also want to congratulate my new congressman, Anthony G. Spizzito, for running a great race. And uh, also my former congressman, he's a redistricted out, Andrew Garbarino, who was so much criticized last summer when he voted for the infrastructure bill. And he ended up winning by over 20 points in a, in a district that has tens of thousands more Democrats than Republicans.
0: Understood. Uh, and look, we got a new uh, governor for the next four years now. Uh, And I hope, uh, my hopes is, uh, look, uh, me and you had breakfast with her before she became governor. And uh, I hope that she uh, 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 goes with her commitment to keep uh, New Yorkers safe. And that uh, she says to us, uh, when I had lunch with her last week, uh, wait till after the election. Well, it's after the election. I hope she gets to keep New Yorkers safe. And that's
1: my, my dream. Yeah, we have to get together. I mean, we have to, uh, listen, there are going to be more Republican state senators. Hopefully we can use that as leverage somehow to help Mayor Adams lobby in Albany, work with the governor, and hope now the election's over, we can bring the governor more back to the mainstream to get things done for New York. Understood. Thank you,
0: uh, Peter King, and we'll catch up real soon.
1: Yes, John, thank you.